Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on Monday. Sorry, Monday? Saturday the 23rd of May. (laughs) Dear me, uh, May and Monday, you know, that's what it was um, all about. Here we are on New Zealand Sports Radio at 7am every single morning, helping you start the best day, the best day, helping you start the best way um, up to date with all the important sports news. And today um, we'll have news from uh, football in England. Uh, we'll also uh, talk about players terminating their contracts um, and also, and uh, Cody Walker um, has been suspended. Let's kick off with that um, football news then. And over in the Premier League, they say they're as confident as can be about restarting in June. Um, so they're still waiting for um, news from the uh, from the government. But um, look, that is uh, the that's when they're, they're they're looking at restarting. Obviously, a few players have not returned um, because of health fears. Uh, but um, on the whole, uh, it looks like the Premiership will be back. Uh, remember, um, they have only until, I believe it's uh, um, Monday to uh, the 25th of March, oh, sorry, 25th of May, um, to let UEFA know, or let FIFA know what they're going to do with the rest of their season. Uh, and whilst the Premiership looks like it's all good, um, further down, in the Championship, League One and League Two, things are not quite so um, rosy. With um, something like 1,400 players um, that uh, could have uh, um, are coming out of contracts at the end of June, um, with lots, there's a lot of uncertainty around um, for them because uh, clubs clearly. Uh, that level make most of their cash or most of their money from um, gate receipts, and hence they uh, will be struggling to commit to players as to what their situation will be for next season. So, um, a lot of uncertainty down at those levels. Um, one team extra uh, had the chance to push for automatic promotion, um, but they uh, said, Look, we couldn't even afford to play the um, extra games to finish out the season. 
uh, around all the COVID testing, etc. And so they're happy that they'll be going straight into the playoffs for promotion. So um, look, uh, a lot of uncertainty at those lower levels in football. Moving on to cricket um, news uh, and the cricket player boss, uh, or sorry, the cricket player association um, head, Heath Mills um, has has, uh, come out and uh, talking about school sport, not just cricket, but all sports, um, saying that the increasing professionalization of school sports is causing um, lots of mental health um, issues at that level and issues that were previously we saw um, only at the professional level and now making their way further and further um, down that food chain until earlier and earlier. Um, he's heard that some players have said that they will actually look at re if, if they can't play cricket, um, first um, 11 cricket this year, uh, that they will actually retake their school year um, so that they can play cricket uh, in front of scouts, etc. That's in the Auckland 1A. Now, players have not, uh, don't want to be um, mentioned, obviously, uh, but um, he says, look, with all the increasing broadcast uh, broadcasting of the um, school uh, sports, uh, it's causing increasing issues um, down there. Um, should we really be, do we really want uh, kids or your, your, or your youths, young adults, um, to be wanting to take another year of school purely to play sport? Um, surely uh, that's not really the right way. Um, that, that we should be looking at these things. Uh, so you've got to say he has got a point, um, but it's going to be a balancing act, isn't it? Some of these, some of these people, it is their opportunity to get uh, a, a well-paid career. I'm going to hand you over now to Stephen, who will take us through the birthdays today. Thank you very much, Paul, and a very good morning to everybody. The good start of a, of a good weekend for everybody. Hope you have a, a good one. And birthdays today, a triathlon legend, the man they call Cowboy, and finally, a bronze medalist in uh, sailing. That's where we start this morning. Craig Munt, Monk, born this day, the 23rd of May, 1967, in Stratford, New Zealand, is a competitive sailor who won bronze medal in the Finn class at the 1992 Olympic Games in Barcelona. Monk also competed at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta after narrowly beating America's Cup skipper, future skipper Dean Barker for selection to the New Zealand team. Monk celebrates his 53rd birthday today. Moving on, Mark William Shaw, born this day, 23rd of May, 1956, is a former New Zealand rugby union player. A flanker, Shaw represented Horafenua, Manawatu, Hawke's Bay in provincial rugby and the All Blacks at international level. Shaw was selected for the All Blacks tour of Australia in 1980. 80, playing in all three tests and scoring three tries in one of those matches. He toured North America and Wales later that year. He played a total of 68 matches for the All Blacks, 30 of them test matches. Shaw was appointed an All Black selector in 2002. The man they call Cowboy 
turns 64 today. Finally, Erin Margaret Baker, MBE, born this day, the 23rd of May, 1961, is a New Zealand former triathlete. She won many world championship and Ironman titles. She finished her triathlon career in 1994 with a record of 104 wins from 121 triathlons. Entered, Baker was named Triathlete of the Decade by American magazine Triathlete. The magazine was comment that commented on her success by saying, we stopped trying to figure Erin out. We just accept her as the best female triathlete that ever lived in the 1993 New Year's Honours. Baker turns 59 today, was made a member of the Order of the British Empire for services as a triathlete. If you Google Erin Baker, wow, there's just so much written about her, Paul. It almost fills uh, a, a complete page on, on Google. Um, yeah, just crazy good probably one of the, the pioneer, pioneers in terms of uh, triathlons. Uh, fantastic, fantastic to see an, an absolute legend. And as for me, I still need a bit of work figuring out the speed of this teleprompter, Paul. Uh, well, yes, if you're going to, this high-tech uh, um, way, uh, the things that you're using there, um, whereas I keep just now just with web pages uh, over on a second screen. Um, but over there, um, I can tell you that uh, in the Bundes, Bundesliga, sorry, the Belarusian Premier League, we've had two games overnight. Slavia and Gorodea fought out a one-all draw. Um, the uh, uh, seeing Gorodea now up to well, that's the ninth and tenth, so a mid-table clash there. Um, and Shakhtar uh, um beat um, Belashina, the bottom team, four-nil. Belashina. Um, have not uh, won a game yet this season. So unsurprising there, seeing um, Shaka Toro uh, climb up to fourth in the table. Smolovic versus Minsk um, has been postponed. Uh, this is the second week that we've had the uh, that, that a game involving Minsk has been postponed. So I need to figure out what's happening with Minsk. Um, they now, uh, so, so that's two games, that's two weeks on the trot now they have had their games postponed. So uh, obviously issues there um, at Minsk. Moving on to rugby news, um, and uh, the three players uh, who had been stood down by the Reds, um, that is Isaac Rodder, Harry Hawkins, and Isaac Lucas, have all now said they are terminating their contracts with uh, the with, with, with Queensland Reds um, and Australian Rugby, saying that uh, they don't have the legal grounds to stand them down. This is a breach of contract. So. Um, you got to say that is uh, obviously yeah, it seems to be going to next levels. Isaac Brother apparently was wanting to move to another um, Super Rugby side, um, and uh, the but the statement says that um, one of the reasons that they con that they that they terminated the contracts or they they wouldn't really take the pay cuts was around the uncertainty um, of uh, of the financial viability of rugby in Australia going forward. So even if they had taken this pay cut. Would they have still got paid next year, for example? So um, this is why they did it, uh, and uh, they, uh, and hence why they've. Um, uh, it's, it's obviously their livelihoods, and hence why they've decided to uh, terminate their contracts and obviously look uh, look 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 for other um, options. Um, over in uh, England, um, and uh, the, it's looking increasingly unlikely that the English Premier League. 
or the sorry the Gallagher Premier League um, will so the Gallagher Premiership will get um, back up and running. Um, we've just seen basically a lack of leadership over there, uh, and also different clubs deciding to do different things. We saw that with the way that they dealt with um, players' contracts, uh, and we're seeing it now in the return to play as well, which is a shame. Um, so I'd say it's increasingly looking like we're not going to get that the, the, they won't be able to. Obviously, they are still looking like they're still saying that they're being very bullish about the fact that they will return. Um, but I say it's it's starting to look um, uncertain. Well, the uncertainty has definitely increased there. Um, and now I'm going to oh yeah, sorry, one more thing. Um, the uh, the club from uh, or the upper Hutt Rugby Club has apparently had uh, um, a volunteer misappropriate um, club funds um, apparently as, as high as $18,000. Um, apparently, this happened over a 12 to 18-month period where a volunteer, yes, was was uh, uh, yeah, so taking money out of the, um, the, the club. Um, it's understood that the club and the volunteer um, are working through a way for the person to repay um, this and uh, so it looks like it will be sorted out but uh, the reason this has come to light is a number of players um, present and ex are concerned around the lack of transparency as to what has been going on and quite is this all of the funds or other other things going on um, at the finances at the club um, they are planning to have a meeting in the on the 4th of June, a general meeting where they will address all of this. But clearly some of the members of that club um, have serious concerns. Uh, Wellington Rugby Union has been helping them um, out um, there. And now I'll hand you back to Stephen, who will take us through the um, league update. Well, thanks again, uh, Paul. Well, it's only uh, five days away from the start of the NRL or the rescheduled NRL, but it won't be a green light for South Sydney star Cody Walker, who has been suspended for two matches. And his club has furthermore been hit with a $20,000 fine for failing to inform the NRL of his involvement in an off-field incident in December. He will miss the opening two games of the restructured season against the Roosters and the Melbourne Storm a week later. Walker has also been served a suspended $15,000 fine while the Rabbitohs will have five days to respond to the $20,000 breach notice issue for not informing the integrity unit about the incident. Uh, Walker was cleared by police this week over his involvement in a fight in his hometown of Casino late last year and told coach Wayne Bennett of the incident at the time. The NRL, however, was not made aware of the matter until Walker approached the police recently, alleging that he had been blackmailed over the release of footage in which he kicked a man in the chest in turn, prompting the integrity units investigation. All clubs and officials have a duty to report any incident which may lead to a breach of NRLs, including suspected breaches, and the NRL clubs are responsible for ensuring compliance, the NRL said in a statement. The Rabbitohs' response indicated the club will be taking the five-day notice period to consider its position. 
Walker has five days to respond to his individual notice, but is provisionally suspended from playing in that period. Imagine you can't hide. These things just come back to uh, bite you. And uh, furthermore, and lastly in the league news, Broncos open to Ben Teal return. Now, of course, we all remember Ben Teal playing international rugby for England. Now, um, Brisbane coach Anthony Seabol has confirmed his interest in the former NRL star Ben Teal. The uh, 33-year-old played over 150 NRL games, spending time at the Tigers, Broncos and Rabbitohs before code hopping to rugby in 2014. Currently signed with Japanese Super Rugby team, the Sunwolves, the former Origin player, has been training with the Broncos players to keep fit while the Super Rugby season is suspended due to COVID-19. Of course I'm interested Ben Teo in Ben Teo. He, Teo has played at the highest level, according to Seabold, and that's pretty much what he told the Korea Mail. That pretty much wraps up our news of our league news for this Saturday, the 23rd, Paul. I'll see you again tomorrow. But before I run away, an interesting story, the uh, the Brisbane, or sorry, the, the Queensland Reds stories with the uh, two players who have uh, decided to to jump ship. It, it's kind of disappointing, especially at a, at a time where you need these guys to be united, with especially with the way Australian rugby is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the uh, there have been a number of comments also around that, look, this deal with the Rugby Players Association was done about a month ago, or, or and uh, they've taken this while, this long for them to put the heads up and say that they that uh, uh, that they weren't going to accept it. So, look, there's been time to deal with this as well. Um, so it does seem a strange one that uh, that they've left it so late uh, when players have been heading back to training. So, yeah, it, it's it, it it is a shame, uh, especially when yes, when Australia needs. Australian rugby needs um, everybody um, singing from the same hymn sheet. Uh, but uh, in some ways, you've uh, you got to say that, that, that there's been lots of people who haven't been singing from the same hymn sheet. Uh, should it should it really come as a surprise to us that some of the players are not happy um, when there's been all the administration uh, shake-up um, as well. Moving on to grassroots sports in New Zealand, and there are concerns as to how will clubs um, be able to keep track of people, especially on match days, um, who turn up. Um, a lot of clubs are using mobile phone apps, but junior players, not all junior players, have mobile phones. Um, and also um, senior players will also forget to bring them. Um, let's be honest. So uh, people, players are definitely going to fall through the gaps if we have a paper system um, in place. Also then, on match day, how do you... If you have multiple um, pitches at the same park, how do you make sure uh, that you only have uh, the required number of people around each pitch? Um, and how do you make sure, how do you enforce social distancing? Uh, and also, how do you register those people? If you don't have a single point of entry, then how do you make sure you know who has and who isn't uh, in the grounds? Uh, and uh, if you do have a single point of entry, then what kind of cues are you going to build up um, and how are you going to handle the social distancing in that as well? So lots of question marks there um, for uh, community sports going forwards and lots of uncertainty. They're looking for answers um, on uh, and let's hope that we get clarity on those things before community sport comes back. Um, we did have a number of um, confusion 
around the return to training um, with 10 players. And let's hope we don't have a similar thing with a return to uh, games. In netball, uh, netball in New Zealand um, have said that, uh, look, parents are struggling um, to pay fees. And so netball in New Zealand um, have said they will reduce their fees to zero for the 2020 season. Um, also, uh, the four netball zones um, will reduce their reduce the, net, the netball centre fees by 50%. The mainland zone will have, have a zero fee um, because they are in voluntary liquidation at the moment, but the other four um, will be at 50%. Um, I had a chat with um, Phil Werner, the um, CEO for the Northern um, Zone, uh, and that will be coming out on Tuesday next week, uh, Yeah, where he talks about the financial issues that um, we, what, one of the topics we talk about, the financial issues that netball centres will be facing. Um, so the uh, that is going to be good news that um, uh, for parents and for players uh, that their fees will be much lower um, and this is so they can keep the uh, what's what I'm looking for keep the participation numbers as high as possible. Um, a lot of people need sport in at these times so that is going to be good. Moving over to basketball um, and uh, it looks like we're going to get some news out of the NBA as to how they are going to return to play. Um, Silver said two weeks ago that it'd be two to four weeks before he had some sort of plan. As well as they've been one of the more, most more cautious sports in uh, the USA. There are a number of different options on the table as to whether they can complete their full league, whether they streamed out, have a uh, an expanded or a streamed down playoff season. Um, it's all, all all those are on the table, and no one's sure as to which way it will go. But um, look out for NBA news in the coming days. Um, the Nelson Giants over here in the New Zealand NBL um, said that they, uh, whilst they will not be able to host any of their games at their home of the Hangar, um, they, uh, being the longest running team in the competition having been in their competing in the competition since 1982, it was important for them to make sure that they managed to get themselves, uh, got, managed to compete this season. They are still um, a little way short of the required participation money um, that uh, they need. So all the, uh, as you'll hear in my interview with Justin um, Nelson on Monday, uh, that um, he is the CEO of the NBL. Um, all teams are paying the exact same amount this year, so it's going to be a very even um, season. Uh, we expect to be a very competitive season, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, so here, say so each team is paying the same amount, so they're still looking for sponsors um, to make up that last bit. Um, so if anyone out there fancies sponsoring a, a basketball team, as I say, the Giants are looking for some help there. Um, over in yachting and. Uh, in the Premier, uh, sorry, in the not Premier Cup, in um, in the Americas Cup, the, um, uh, the government is working very hard to is highly motivated to make sure that it goes ahead. But travel travel restrictions may be an issue for them, um, so we're going to have to wait to see um, how that uh, in, in, uh, impacts things. Uh, American Magic and Ineos Team UK have asked for more information as to how they could enter New Zealand because at the moment. They would not be allowed to. 
um, and as we've said previously, that the America's Magic have already put their boat into a container um, and shipped it, and it is shipping it to New Zealand um, at the moment if it hasn't arrived already. Uh, and with the borders closed to non-nationals, obviously their sailors or their non-New Zealand sailors um, can't get here. So we do need to, they are looking for clarity around that. Um, and that is, um, at the moment, that is not, um, uh, the, the, the government is working through what kind of exceptions um, processes they will have in the future. Because as first, we're all expecting the uh, border um, controls to be in place for a long time to come. Finally, the Ames Games, which is a schools tournament that held in Tauranga and is the biggest intermediate schools tournament in the Southern Hemisphere, um, is due to take place in, from September the 5th to September the 11th. Um, but let's be honest, that is looking increasingly um, unlikely um, and is expected to be um, cancelled this year. Um, it is a massive event with upwards of 11,500 um, competitors from 365 schools, not just from New Zealand, but from Asia um, and the Pacific as well, um, across 23 different um, sports. Uh, you can imagine now this brings $6.5 million to the Bay of Plenty's economy. Um, so it is going to be um, a big loss for them um, commercially, uh, as well as a big loss to all the children uh, who obviously enjoy taking part in these um, events. Um, registrations were to close on June the 10th, um, but uh, let's be honest, it's, uh, I'd be very surprised if this event were to um, go ahead. Uh, last year, it was also, um, they had issues with, because it came happened during the measles outbreak um, as well. So they're kind of used to having uh, uh, issues around it. Um, also, the uh, rugby, football, and netball have all um, cancelled their um, high school events this year. There was a news take place later this year. So let's be honest, it's unlikely that this one will go ahead. You are now up to speed with all the important sports news and have started the day the best way. Thank you very much for joining us here on New Zealand Sports Radio for the morning sports briefing. Um, and we will be back with you tomorrow at 7 a.m. Please, folks, do stay warm. Wrap up. It is a cold start this morning uh, and it is foggy here in Hamilton. So um, sorry uh, if uh, you've heard some chattering uh, teeth drawing this show. <laughs> Paul, Paul, just before we go, um, quite interesting that America's Cup story. Of course, uh, the um, Economic Development Minister, Phil Twyford, has apparently admitted that there was uncertainty with the, you know, obviously how the pandemic will affect the Cup, but they're pretty highly motivated to go ahead. The only thing that concerns me, didn't he head the brief for the uh, uh, Kiwi bills for 10,000 houses and they only came up about 9,500 short? Well, hey, um, <laughs> there's a, there's probably a number of yes, a number of things, and yeah, we have we are we are seeing increasing uncertainty as we do come out of uh, we're coming out of lockdown as each each level, um, yeah, there's yeah the, the rules seem to keep changing on a regular basis, but it does yeah look we are going to need some sort of exemption rules. Um, I think they mentioned there yeah, look if a gas pipeline were to or, or petrol pipeline was to burst and we need experts from overseas, how would we get the people in? Um, there is going to be some sort of exemption process. Uh, it's just a matter of 
when will they come up with what that's going to be? Mm. Um, and yeah, we are. Let's be honest. Definitely, rules. We're in unprecedented times. There is no, there is no run book, and hence we are getting rules being made up um, as we go along, as they're needed. So, um, thank you, everybody. Let's catch you all tomorrow at seven a.m. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.